0: Thanks for downloading or purchasing this sermon from Christchurch Forward. To find out more, visit forwardchurch.co.uk or join us on Sundays.
1: The reading is from Hebrews chapter 10 beginning at verse 19. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain that is, his body, and since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience, and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sins is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and a raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. It is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Remember those earlier days after you had received the light, when you endured in a great conflict full of suffering. Sometimes you were publicly exposed to insult and persecution. At other times, you stood side by side with those who were so treated. You suffered along with those in prison and joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property because you knew that you yourselves had better and lasting possessions. Do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. For in just a little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. And, but my righteous one will live by faith, and I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back but we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved.
0: It is a passage which calls us to keep going despite difficulties, to persevere and not shrink back. To have faith. And how? Well, by lifting our gaze to Jesus and his work for us. It is all because of him. Therefore, because of what he's done, since we have confidence through him, let's take hold of what is ours. Back in chapter 6, we've seen that Jesus is the anchor for the soul. I love that picture, don't you? Because, of course, the boat, whilst anchored, is still tossed around by the storm, still feels every wave as it hits. And yet it knows that it is secure. And so at a time when the storm hits and you feel rocked by the waves, to have your anchor in place will be a great encouragement. It begins verse 19. Therefore, since we have confidence to enter the most high place by the blood of Jesus. And this is the crescendo point of all that has come before, particularly the last five chapters where this description of Jesus as the one who fulfills and surpasses every aspect of the old temple system has been made clear. And I'm sure that uh, you've been able in the weeks uh, recently to come up with applications each week. But for the writer of Hebrews, uh, here's when uh, the therefores really start to hit because of all that we've seen of who Jesus is. Now let us draw near to God. Let us hold on to our hope. Let us spur one another on to love. Uh, All of those, and even the tone of them is encouraging, isn't it? Let us do this because of Jesus. Let us be like this. Uh, They all come in that first paragraph, 19 to 25. But then I think get unpacked um, or contrasted with what the opposite would look like in the rest of our passage today. And all I want to do is uh, think about each in turn and each an encouragement to you of what you can do, what is yours because of Jesus. First, uh, let us draw near to God in faith. Have a look again at verse 19. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence To enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, opened for us through the curtain that is his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings. We have access to God. And imagine saying that. To one of those uh, Israelites, they've come through the Red Sea. We're doing Exodus at Christchurch for the moment. They've come through the Red Sea and they're at Sinai for the first time. They've been brought there to worship God. And everything about it in what follows is reminders to them that they cannot approach. Moses told, put a barrier at the foot of the mountain. No one can even come and touch it. If someone comes and touches it, the rest of you are going to have to put them to death without even touching them. You must not approach. I'll uh, descend in a dense cloud. They won't see. Oh, they'll hear. Uh, They'll hear the rumbling, the thunder, the lightning, and they'll be scared out of their wits. Imagine saying to one of them, as they were quaking at the foot of the mountain, do you know the time's coming where any of us could just head up any time that we wanted? What are you talking about? How dare? How dare you? Because of Jesus. The way's been opened up. Amazing. Here, drawing near to God, it's not about a physical place like the mountain was in Exodus 19. It is a move of the heart, isn't it? Through prayer, through worship, enjoying the presence of God. To know and rest in the fact that you're loved by Him. You can do that anywhere. Any time, even as you sit listening to a sermon to know that you 're at home and welcome with God i 'm married, and um, there comes a, a time when you first go and meet your in laws Some of you all have had this experience others i 'm sure can imagine it where um, you 're a little bit nervous and and you know hopefully uh, your in laws they 're trying to put you at ease you know you're you're one of the family now we want you to be at home here call me david or if you know you're a bit more bold call me dad and uh how you then react though is sort of up to you you've you've been welcomed in but are you going to avail yourself of now being fully part of the family yes you're only part of the family because of your connection to your spouse but will you live that? Or will you always be on edge? Oh, I'd better do the washing up, I'd better do I'd better do everything. I'm I'm not comfortable, I'm not gonna sit still, no, I won't read the paper. Or will you be one of the family? Because of Jesus, God invites us to be at home with him. He says, Call me dad. Enjoy it. Lots of you'll know the the parable of the prodigal son or the two sons that Jesus told and the younger one even when he comes to his senses he hasn't yet come to to this depth of the sense what does he want to go and say to his father I'm no longer worthy to be called your son make me like one of your hired hands doesn't think he belongs anymore and yet what does the father say quiet quick bring all the best stuff. It's party time because my son is alive and back with me again. That's the offer of the gospel. It's wonderful, isn't it? So draw near to God. As it says, with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience, having our bodies washed with pure water. I think that's saying this, that God hasn't just forgiven you, he wants you to feel it. To be free from its burden of guilt. Uh, perhaps you've been on a long walk with a rucksack. Um, I've got three kids, so every walk seems to involve a heavy rucksack. Can 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 you carry my water? Oh, I don't want my coat after all. Can I put my coat in your bag? Can I have my water? Or have you got a snack? Hold still while I unzip it. Oh, hang on, I am zipped it back up again. Oh dearie me, it's exhausting. And uh, if you've ever been on a long walk with a, with a rucksack, then you'll know that when the walk's finished and you take the rucksack off, your shoulders sometimes take a little bit of time to catch up with reality, because it, it still feels like they're on. It feel, you feel weighed down by it. And what do you have to do? Well, you have to, you, know, you have to sort of roll your shoulders and you have to work your muscles back into reality. And forgiveness can be like that too. You are forgiven in Christ. But the danger is that like the rucksack, your conscience hasn't caught up with reality. You still feel burdened by guilt. still feel like saying to God, I'm not worthy to be your child. Make me like one of your hired hands. And what Jesus has done for you is better than that. He wants you to roll your spiritual shoulders. How do we do that? Well, by reminding ourselves of who we have. A great priest over the house of God. The one whose blood has been shed to make you clean. You don't need to feel guilty before God. You know you've sinned. But it has been removed from you. As far as east is from west. So draw near. With the assurance that faith in Christ brings. Have that faith. Depend on that blood. Don't be like those in the paragraph that follows 26 to 31. Who, who say I, I, I don't want to be part of Jesus' sacrifice. It's not for me. Well, That's what to this uh, deliberately keeping on sinning. After we've received the knowledge of truth, is talking about. Or as uh, verse 29 says, to treat as an unholy thing the blood of the covenant that sanctifies. To reject reject the one who says, through me you can draw near. You can be one of the family. You can have your conscience relieved. To say, no, thank you, not for me. If you do that, We've got nothing left to offer you. No sacrifice for sins. No way to be right with God. No way to draw near. No, have faith in the one who makes it possible. Even as he gives the warning, the the writer of Hebrews, he's warm, isn't he? Verse 39, that the final sentence that Carolyn read out for us, oh, we don't belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed but to those who have faith and are saved. Don't shrink back from all that Jesus has made possible for you. Instead, draw near through him to your Father God. Because of Jesus, let's draw near to God in faith. Uh, But then next, let's hold on to our hope. It's uh, verse 23. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. For he who promised is faithful, unswervingly. It means that they were doing well, weren't they? Their hope was in the right place. He says, don't move. They just needed not to change. It was a hope as well that they professed, not just an internal, personal hope, but one that was proclaimed. There's a public identification with Christ and his people here. Um, Verse 33 and 34 uh, unpack some of what that looked like for them. Sometimes you were publicly exposed to insult and persecution. At other times you stood side by side with those who were so treated. You suffered along with those in prison and joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property because you knew that you yourselves had better and lasting possessions. Now you'll see that idea expanded much more in chapter 11 next week. A hope that outweighs current circumstances. And why? Well, because in Jesus, we have the new and living way open for us. He came through trial and suffering on the cross into victory and resurrection, and we're on his path. And so we know he is alive, and we know he is coming. The day is approaching, verse 25. And it won't be long, just a little while longer. Verse 37. He who is coming will come and will not delay. Storms, difficulty, the waves hitting, the suffering. Not much more. The end is in sight. Keep going. Don't miss out now on your reward. Hold on to your hope. Have you ever had the frustration of queuing for something for ages and then you've run out of time and you have to leave? Don't do that. Not with the Christian life. Stay in line. Jesus is risen. The living way is opened up. His return date has been set. Keep holding on to him. I've often been to uh, London and on the underground, but a couple of times I've done it with young kids. And it is hair-raising as an experience, especially when it's one of those really crowded platforms and one of those tubes that's so full that you feel like you need a bit of a run-up to even barge your way in. And so what do you say to the little one? You say, do not let go of my hand. And you, and you grip them to the point of, Ow! And then you try and get in. And you're aware that in there, you might not even be able to see them with shoulders everywhere, and they're down here with knees everywhere. But you've told, just if you can feel my hand, you'll know that you'll be all right, and it will be over soon. There's only so many stops that we need to take. Hold unswervingly to your hope. Do that most when times are hard. Have your sight fixed on Jesus' return the day that approaches. Have you ever seen a slow motion um, footage of an Olympic sprinter running towards the camera? It's incredible. I mean, just the energy of it. And you can see their sort of limbs pumping, the muscles are rippling. Even their face is being sort of pulled by the, the force of the pressure of them running. And yet their eyes are eerily still. Unmoving, unblinking, focused on the finish line. Amazing. With everything going on around them. Like a beam ahead. And that's the encouragement here. Hold on to your hope. See the day that's coming. Don't miss out because of it. Don't let what is going on around you distract you from what is before you. Don't let today make you miss out on that coming day of Christ. Just encouragements from who Jesus is. Let us draw near to God in faith. Let us hold on to our hope. And then let us spur one another on to love. What a love and good deeds, as it says in verse 24. You need to keep going. Uh, my wife, Helen, she fell uh, when she was running uh, about seven weeks ago now and broke her arm just below the wrist and got uh, all sort of bandaged up and then plastered up. And two weeks ago, tomorrow, the plaster came off. And oh, just the effect that it being stuck for weeks has had. It's dreadful. Um, muscle wastage and her hand had sort of seized into position and it's taking ages actually to sort of loosen and her fingers, you know, know—wasn't that wasn't where the break was, but the fingers have come out in sympathy and now her shoulders come out in sympathy as well and because she's sleeping awkwardly and takes more of the bed than she used to, um, my neck's now a bit stiff too, all because she broke her, her arm. And... <laughs> And that's the way that it is. The way that it is with, with our bodies is the way that it is with the church body as well. We need to spur one another on. It has an impact when one of us is, is weak or, or damaged or hurting. So you need to keep living out your faith in Christ and helping each other to do the same. You're loved by God. You're right with God. You can depend on God. Now let those truths shape you. You face a time when unity will take effort. Of course, it always takes effort. Ephesians 4.13, make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. But there will be seasons where it's harder work than others. Keep meeting together. That's one Example in verse 25, don't give up as some do. It should come as no surprise to us that after a a pandemic that's seen us shut away from each other more than normal, it's been harder to keep going as a Christian more than normal. Because it's been harder to be alongside those who would help you. So encourage one another. What you're doing is brilliant. If you thought of doing this, you'd be great at it. Here's the truth about Jesus. I I thought you'd appreciate today. Let us spur one another on. Only it doesn't actually say that, does it? It says, let us consider how to spur one another on. Because it requires thought. And yet, if I can say this, the thought doesn't count. Sometimes people say that, don't they? Oh, I booked a restaurant for us to go out this evening, but they've just called to say sorry that they've had to cancel. Oh, don't worry, it's the thought that counts. I could sort of agree with it there. But suppose I said to you that I take an it's-the-thought-that-counts attitude when it comes to exercise. Done any exercise recently, Ed? (laughs) Tons! I've thought about a marathon, I've thought about doing all of the Cairngorms, I've thought about, you know... Gym visits every day for a month. Well, okay, but you do know that the thought doesn't count, don't you? What? I thought it was the thought that counts. The thought doesn't count with exercise. The thought doesn't count with spurring one another on. But it does require thought. So um, I was told I had 20 to 25 minutes, but I'm going to give you one back, a bit like cash back at the supermarket. You're going to have a minute back... And this is what I want you to do with it. I want you to think of one thing you can do for one other person one day this week that would spur them on and be an encouragement. One thing, one person, one day. And you've got one minute. your time. I bet you thought of something. I bet if we went around the room, there'd be a whole load of different ideas. It's only a minute. It's not hard, but it does take thought. But remember, the thought doesn't count. You've had the thought. If you're in a small group, a little early warning, the last question that I wrote is checking whether or not you've done it. So uh, there you go. You'll be uh, able to encourage each other to encourage each other midweek. Spur one another on in love. Why? Because of Jesus. We have a glorious Savior, a high priest, so much better than all of the shadows that he fulfills. And what he's done for us is amazing. They wouldn't have believed the description of it back then if you told them what was going to be available to us in Christ. So now enjoy it. Draw near to God. Don't let go, but hold on to that hope and spur one another on together. Let me lead us in a prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you that we do have Jesus. Thank you that his blood has been shed, his priestly work finished, his resurrection life begun. Help us to have the assurance that he gives To be at home in your presence and enjoy it. To know the day that is coming and to live for it. And to love each other and to encourage and be encouraged to live out what it is to be your people. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.